Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. AuPairinAmerica.com. And from Webster Private Bank with personalized wealth management services to help clients move forward confidently. WebsterBank.com slash private banking. Member FDIC. Mark Twain lived all over the country, but spent his last years in the small town of Reading, Connecticut. One of his final acts before he died was to set aside a little money to build the Mark Twain Library. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm looking for poignant and powerful stories on the road from New York to Boston. Mark Twain moved from New York City to Reading in 1908, two years before his death. He was no stranger to Connecticut. He lived in downtown Hartford for years. Reading was quieter, a hilly stretch of meadows and stone walls in bucolic Fairfield County. His friend Louisa Payne was among those who traveled with him. She wrote about the welcome Sam Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain, received after he arrived by train from New York City. Waiting for us at the Reading Station was a proud array of carriages, flower-trimmed and filled with smiling people who waved warmly. Mr. Clemens waved in return, then stepped into his own carriage and drove toward the beautiful house that was to be his last home. Twain moved into a mansion he called Stormfield, after a character from one of his stories. He lived with his daughter, Jean. He took in a lot of visitors. He was the town's most famous resident. And he charged male visitors a dollar to take their suitcases, kind of like a baggage fee. The money was solely for his dream project. He looked around and realized that there just wasn't a library in town. Beth Dominiani is director of the Mark Twain Library. Being a man of words, being a man of books, and a man who clearly wanted to see his own books in a library, said, let's do it. The library is just down the road from the Twain home. It had a few expansions over the years. Now it's mostly new, looking sleek and modern. You can check out books just like any other library. Dominiani leads me upstairs to a dark and dusty room that looks nothing like the rest of the library. This is the original Mark Twain library on this location. There were along one wall, bookshelves behind locked glass panes. You need permission to look at these 200 or so books. They were once part of Mark Twain's collection. I'm looking for my favorite book, if you will. Dominiani pulls down a leather-bound copy of the poems of Robert Browning, annotated by Twain. And you can see that Mr. Twain enjoyed going ahead and marking up his books. Nowadays, many people shudder to think that someone would mark up a book. Twain's personal books were in circulation for decades. You could check one out from the library and open it to find Twain's notes in the margins. If you look inside, you can see library card pockets. They were stamped to go out. They were used. That's what he wanted. He wanted his books to go out and be used by the general population. And they reflect Twain's wide interests. Books on evolution and natural history, holy texts of world religions, and also lots of travel books, like a book on steamboat travel on the Missouri River. Twain was famously a riverboat pilot. Twain set up a private association to oversee the library. 
He didn't want it controlled by the town. He believed libraries should be independent to avoid censorship. He had seen his books banned. And in particular, the most recent one in his time had been um, the story of Adam and Eve. It was literally banned in Boston. He believed in the freedom of of publication and and of the right of people to read what they were interested in. Twain didn't live to see his library completed. His last few months were not happy. His daughter Jean had an epileptic seizure and drowned in the bathtub on the morning of Christmas Eve, 1908. He recounted the death in his journal and some of the saddest lines he ever wrote. Read here by my father, Ron Donovan, a longtime Missourian and lifelong Mark Twain fan. Jean is dead. She lies there, and I sit here writing, busying myself to keep my heart from breaking. Why did I build this house two years ago to shelter this vast emptiness? How foolish I was. But I shall stay in it. The spirits of the dead hallow a house for me. Twain died on April 21st, 1910, just four months after his daughter Jean passed. Reports of his death described him as a man outworn by grief. One of the last things Mark Twain did before he died was a simple real estate transaction. He had given his daughter some property. He had purchased some property, a farm, became known as Jean's Farm. Library director Beth Dominiani says Twain sold Jean's Farm for $6,000. The money became the final seed, if you will, to make sure that this library could be built. That dusty back room is now called the Gene Clemens Memorial Library. Dominiani thinks Twain would be happy with how things turned out, despite the tragedy of his last days. Unfortunately, he passed away before he could walk through the door, but he died knowing that his final legacy would be a library in a small town in Connecticut. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. Follow me in search of stories that will amuse and enlighten you on the road from New York to Boston. Boston.